You're listening to GP Works, the podcast for and about general practice from the Irish College of General Practitioners. I'm Aileen Amara, and in this episode, we're discussing the ICGP's mentoring programme with Dr. Knut Moe and Hannah Carney. Dr. Moe is the project lead for the mentoring programme. Many of us will know him as the NEGS director as well, while Hannah Carney is an executive coach and professional mentor. Welcome to the podcast, Knut and Hannah. Thanks, Aileen. Thanks, Aileen. Let's start with the definition of mentoring and what exactly mentoring is and what it's not. Hannah, would you like to come in there on that? Certainly, Aileen. Thank you. I mean, mentoring, generally, people will be familiar with the concept. Um, And in a professional capacity, mentoring is a process, uh, well-structured and well-defined, whereby a more experienced professional, practitioner in this context, acts as a guide in the mentor role to someone with less experience in order that that person can develop their thinking, develop their skills um, and again make choices for their personal and professional development and progress. And what mentoring I suppose is not is uh, it's not a counselling service. Um, It's not in any way um, a psychotherapeutic service and the boundaries are very clearly defined It's not a compulsory, a directive or an advisory service. It's not an emergency service. Um, And the mentors are voluntary and they do not take up any liability uh, in terms of any guidance that they may give when they share their experience. So mentoring is really about creating a safe, well-defined, well-structured space to think. Uh, And in that conversation, in that dynamic, the mentee develops their thinking and then makes their own choices. The mentor can, of course, share their experience and can give advice if they're asked for it. Um, And of course, they can provide information and suggestions that might help the mentee with their thinking and progress. Thanks, Hannah. Now, Knut, as I say, the mentoring programme has begun. There's a full mentoring programme now in the ICGP, but it began with a pilot programme. Go back to the beginning here, please. That's right. Um, the pilot program began um, probably at, at quite a bad time in that it started in the midst of uh, the pandemic kicking off. And so um, it, it, it took a little while to get off the ground. But ultimately, when it did uh, roll out, it was a really successful um, program whereby um, we engaged Hannah's services to to help design a service really first based on experiences that uh, that, that she'd had with, with other um industries and other organizations similar enough to the ICGP Uh, and it was really born out of a a recognized need that I suppose in a career such as general practice um, it's quite quite an isolating career at times in in terms of getting a sounding board for um, processes or thought processes or or, or queries or problems that a GP might be having And, and sometimes you need somebody completely objective to be able to approach and to do that in a structured way um you know a, a through the college made, made perfect sense and um, we, we have a wealth of experience amongst general practitioners around the country who are very happy to provide guidance and and then there's also a lot of gps coming through looking for guidance on, on what you know they should be doing in certain areas or could think about doing and that wealth of experience and matching those people up is where 
this this idea really came from. Um, so, so the pilot program launched uh, and was very very successful, and uh, we reported back to um, to the membership services committee in the college, um, who then, based on feedback from mentors and mentees, in a report that um, my predecessor Rukshan uh, Gunawardena and, and uh, Dermot Folan, who uh, was instrumental in the in the creation of the of the program. Um, we produced this report, and uh, and then essentially um, approval was given for the the full program to be instituted on an ongoing basis, uh, and that's been live now since October. And we're really fortunate to have um, most, if not all, of our previous mentors uh, re-engaged with the process, and they certainly enjoyed the process. Um, and mo- most, if not all, of them had mentees. Um, and listen, the, the the feedback is overwhelmingly positive uh, in, in terms of the process from both sides. So, so we're really fortunate to have um, the pro- the, the uh, program up and running, and um, and really now we're just trying to raise awareness and get people involved and and know that the service is there to be used. And uh, it, I suppose, it's really important to stress that it's a confidential service that the college doesn't um, really get in. We don't get involved other than to match up um, the mentee with their preferred mentor. Um, that's not always possible, I suppose, if a, a certain mentor is oversubscribed, um, you know, we may have to go down to their second or third choice. But really, um, with the help of Gillian Doran in the college uh, and uh, myself, we, we really are, are trying to match people up with the right skill set, depending on maybe the type of query. Um, very broadly, we, that's the only reason we ask the type of query it is, but be it financial, be it um, practice matter related, be it special interest related. And there's lots and lots of different areas. Um, but, but really, we leave it down to the mentor and the mentee to, to get in touch then and then touch base when they finish the, the process at the end. So just talk me through that process from the beginning. So if if a mentee, which is the mentee, is the person who wants mentoring or who feels they need mentoring, um, they go on the website, they see the mentors there, they um, choose the mentor they think is the best mentor for them. What happens then? Uh, well, but that's it. So there's lots of information on the, on the mentoring program page and uh, there's a guide to what the mentor is and then there's the mentor profiles. And, and each of those profiles will have a, a certain um, bio, biography of uh, of the GP and, and perhaps the interest that they have in, in certain specific areas. And then, um, so they, they send us an email and, uh, and, and Gillian then sends them a... Um, a, a form to fill out basically with their with their pre- preferences of uh, of mentors and, and the broad area um but without going into specifics of the the type of um matter involved and that comes back to me and Gillian to review and then we allocate um and to date it's really been first and second preferences that people would get um and then once the mentor and mentee are matched up, as it were, we send an introduction email uh, and it's a mentee-led service. So the mentee then would initiate contact with the, with the mentor and um, we, we send a follow-up email a, a, a few weeks to a month later just to see has that contact actually been initiated um, with the idea then that um, they would have however many meetings required, typically three. Sometimes it's a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, depending on on issues. Sometimes they're quite ad hoc queries. There's other ones that might require some longer reflection, depending on, on the subject matter involved. And, and really, we, we would maybe touch base after a period if we hadn't heard anything back to see has the process concluded. 
and really the only reason that we would do that is so that we would know that the mentor is not otherwise engaged, you know, with too many mentees. You know, we'd like to bookend the process so that we know that that, that process is finished uh, with, with that particular mentee. Hannah, what does a, a good process, a good uh, process like that Knut has described there, what does that look like? Well, I mean, Knut described it very well, actually. And uh, one of the things that I just add to the description is that, you know, in, in terms of best practice, um, the programme, as Knut described, is voluntary. So the mentors are giving of their time um, on a voluntary basis. And along with that, therefore, good definition is really important. Um, so there is a mentoring agreement that, again, defines the roles and the expectations, the mentor the time, the availability, and the fact that the mentors ha- have actually engaged in training. So the investment by ICGP is uh, to train the mentors. And again, we are adding to very, very skilled professionals um, and also differentiating because the clinical and, and uh, professionals who, again, spend time diagnosing, analysing and advising. And this is a slightly different capability for the mentors, where the focus is on, again, creating the space for the mentee to express their situation, their challenge or their possibility and to enable them to think it through. And so it is a listening capability. It clearly is and exploring, um, but it isn't moving in quickly with an analysis or a diagnosis. Um, and it, again, the provision of information or suggestions can be very important, but it's a much more facilitative capability than, again, professional diagnostic. And so that's quite a difference. So in bringing the mentees, sorry, mentors in for training, that's what we focus on. Then, as Knut said, the matching um, and making sure that the mentor has capacity, again, it's voluntary, the amount of time that's going to be expected and the level of contact is all defined in the mentoring agreement so that it's clear for the mentee and the mentor. It is, as Knut said, a mentee-led service. So there is guidance for the mentees as they, again, with, with Knut and Gillian and the guidance on the website, that they would come clear in terms of what they're hoping to achieve, what they'd like to discuss, and also, you know, open to the fact that their thinking may emerge as they go through the conversation and the thinking space. Um, and the confidentiality is absolutely key. As Knut said, keeping the process safe um, for obviously both participants, the fact of the programme is not uh, confidential, but the conversations are. And it is, again, a part of the collegiate support. And I must say, in working with ICGP, um, as Knut said, the programme started during COVID. So people giving off their time and capability um, and availability at that time was was so impressive um, and enormously collegiate and supportive. Um, and that's, again, how it begins is very important. The structuring is very important and the clarity of roles mutually. And also then how it progresses and how it ends is important. Um, and the check-in by ICGP, as Knut described, is I'm going to call it light touch because it is um, a confidential relationship. But the ending is important, again, for clarity, both for the mentor and the mentee. And we're express with mentors in training about that, just so that they're aware how to bring to conclusion 
and also for the mentee. So definition, as you can see, is important and investment of people's time, boundaries and, and what is and what isn't in scope. And we do guide mentors so that they have some support on that also. So tell me, Hannah, you've worked with other uh, organisations as well besides the ICGP. What have you learned from them? Well, <laughs> what I have learned is uh, everything that was described by Knut in terms of best practice. And the best practice actually comes from the experience. And as you say, um, it was the Irish Dental Association, in fact, that again commenced the process and the thinking around mentoring um, and creating, as ICGP have done, again, that collegiate experience informed by the kinds of challenges that they felt and they were hearing from practitioners that they were experiencing at different stages in career, not just at the beginning, often at mid-career and at different stages, different life stages and different personal experiences identify the need. Um, the uh, Bar of Ireland, um, I have worked closely with them over the last seven years to develop um, and really integrate a programme. It's actually part of their quality diversity um, range of supports and it's called Law and Women. It's particularly focused at, again, retention and progression of women at the bar. Um, there are male, male and female mentors. Um, and we have really seen, as Knut described, the returning mentors coming back to the programme in different contexts as Again, people made progress and we have seen mentees become mentors. We have seen mentors become mentees at different stages. So it gives real flexibility uh, within within the programme once well-defined and clear. And finally, the Royal College of Physicians in Ireland now is now looking at the prospect of a mentoring programme for consultants coming in at, again, early stage, moving into consultancy. So any time of change or transition, and that doesn't necessarily mean just when qualifying is a good time potentially to create space for thinking. You can seek mentoring at any time in your career. It's exactly. not just for younger and in maybe less experienced GPs. Wouldn't that be correct, Knut? No, absolutely. And I mean, the range of issues are, are very, very broad. Um, certainly, it would make a lot of sense for for um, the, the group of GPs under my purview as, as next director to see, you know, because a lot of the time people will have um, and do come to me with ad hoc queries and, and, and would be directed towards more of a mentoring process um, for less technical, easy to answer questions, as it were. Um, but the sort of issues, you know, you're looking at, you know, career decision making, planning issues, people struggling with work-life demands, um, significant events, either clinically or in the workplace, um, expansion plans into new areas or special interests, people looking at setting up new practices or partnerships and just looking for a sounding board to discuss some some other issues. Um team relationships, HR relationships as a conflict and stress management. These are things that maybe we're not actually all um, formally trained in um, as, as small business owners, but that we all ultimately experience um, some similar issues. So people who've you know been around the block, uh, had, a, had a significant amount of time in their career um, to, to experience different issues will be in a very good position to impart some sort of advice um, at the same time, provide a safe space, really, I think, for for the GP to to work on these questions or queries or, or issues that they might have 
um, oftentimes there isn't a formal answer given by by the the mentor, but maybe the space to discuss those issues and and uh, allow them to develop into a, a resolution. Um, really, rather than giving advice, it sounds like we're giving you the solution, and I don't think it's supposed to be that. Really, and um, certainly you can ask certain questions which would steer a conversation to to maybe get down to the nub of the issue. Um, and, and listen, it's it's about at the end of the day, it's about GPs feeling fulfilled in practice, um, having longevity in practice, and and feeling. You know, we, we we know the work issues that are that are out there for for GPs, the workforce issues, the difficulty retiring, and and issues like that. So so we feel that this is a really good service um, that allows GPs who might be you know at a, at a transitional stage in their career for whatever reason, be it retiring or or, or that that they can talk to someone objectively that's away from the issue um, that that isn't uh, that you can talk without repercussions you know and I think that's that's quite an important thing so while it's not a counselling service and it's important to remember that um, you know it, it certainly it can be a, a really really um, positive experience for mentors and uh, as well as mentees uh, to, to take part in So where do you go from here now? It's the end of March 2023. Are you looking for mentors and mentees? So, well, at the moment, we have a a relatively full complement of mentors and and, um, we're fortunate that they uh, have agreed to stay on with us. However, we will, I think, uh, as the years go on, there will be mentors who decide no longer to mentor for whatever reason, uh, you know. uh, And so we will be looking for, um, as the service grows, hopefully, uh, for for new mentors to come on board. And there will be ones that have skill sets that might not be represented in the mentors that we have now, for for example. But the mentorship program is open for for mentees is the main thing that um, that we want to to really get the message out with. And I think it's important to... um, that, that the message is spread even by mentees uh, who have uh, who have taken part in the process, and and it's it's funny as well as in trying to in, in talking about mentoring, um, people have asked, well, could you get a mentee um, involved to 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 talk about their experience, and and and, um, and I've kind of been really really hesitant and reluctant to do that. Because Ireland's a very small country, and and these issues are very personal, and uh, and so I think I suppose having having Hannah, who's had experience in in other areas, um, discuss how how beneficial the process it is is, is really really useful. Um, but certainly, you know, a, a mentee who's been through a process who maybe talks to another GP about how useful they find it, I think that's the best way of getting the word out. Um, it will spread, you know. So it's there. There's lots of information on the ICGP website uh, and we'd encourage people to have a read if they're curious even to to drop us an email and, you know, and, and we can talk them through the process. It doesn't have to be, you're not committing to an application by, by getting in touch. Hannah, have you a final word to say before we wrap up? Yeah, I think I, I can only support what Kanisha said. And I think actually it's in the experience is the value. Um, and I I know how hard ICGB have worked to put together and offer this programme to the highest standard and to best practice standards. And um, the value is, again, for the mentees. And as Kanisha said, it is in the experience. And um, 
But when we looked at the feedback that came back with the research project that uh, was undertaken by the college at the end of the first year of pilot, you could begin to see the ripple effect without, again, people needing to disclose their situations. And um, certainly the benefit of having a structured, confidential space to think and to explore um, and to even begin to, to be curious about what if and what could and what can and to give them space to uh, be encouraged to, to go to the edge of their thinking. And um, sometimes with friends and family, there's so much emotional attachment, but with a confidential objective, um, again, colleague who is listening so carefully for what you're saying and in fact, sometimes what you're not saying. And um, that can, again, really prompt fresh thinking. And uh, that's that we could see that value. And so um, I think if the programme can sustain, continue and grow, as I have seen, for example, at Down in the Bar uh, for Law and Women, um, th there's huge ripple effect. And sometimes we won't know the ripple effect, uh, but we have to hope that in the community it's there. Well, we hope from this podcast as well that people hear about it for the first time that they'll approach it from both mentee and mentor point of view, particularly mentees, as they say, Knut. Thank you to uh, Hannah Carley and thank you to Dr. Knut Moe for joining me on this episode of GP Works. Uh, we will be adding a link to find out more about the mentorship programme in the description below. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and let your colleagues know about it as well. We've new episodes coming regularly. You can follow the Irish College of General Practitioners on Twitter at ICGP News and find out more about the college via its website, icgp.ie. I'm Aileen O'Mara and thanks for listening.